Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, again, we'll continue our sermon series on discipleship. So we are talking about the dimensions of discipleship. And if you remember last week, we talked about length of discipleship. And today we are going to talk about height of discipleship. So height of discipleship, obviously, as you see in that picture, we are talking about the experiences that we have with our Lord God, Jesus Christ, when we live on this earth. It's not that we are asked to follow Lord God. It's not just only we are expected to follow Jesus lifelong. God is also giving us good experiences that we can enjoy along with our Lord when we live on this earth. That's what we are going to talk about. So a couple of background information before we build this topic this morning. Who is a disciple? A disciple is a learner, a student of the word of God. And he's a follower of a leader. And who is the leader? Sorry? Christ himself. So shall we say that again? Who is our leader? Who is our leader? Somebody said something else? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is our leader. So following a leader is, what is, is, is who is a disciple. So disciple is the one who follows a leader. And here we are talking, we have only one leader. We don't have any other leader. We have only one leader. The rest are all the same. That's what the Bible says. Who is the head of the church? Christ is the head. The rest are all bodies. The, the organs, the members. If somebody says, I am the leader of the church, that's wrong. That's not biblical. Right? Only Christ is the leader of the church. We are all the members of the body. So what is discipleship? Discipleship is a process through which someone becomes a disciple of Christ. And why should we make disciples? Only one reason. What is the reason? Why should we make disciples? Can I get an answer from the youth? Why should we make disciples? Somebody still in youth? Yes, Sharon. Come on. You're still youth. Good. Right. So Jesus, yeah, yes, Melvin. Because Jesus told us to make disciples. So coming weeks, I'm asking, I'll be asking questions to specifically, individually. Okay? So Jesus asked us to command us to make disciples. So that's the reason we are making disciples. That's the only reason. So a couple of weeks, two weeks before, we talked about five different stages of disciples. Sorry, discipleship. The first one was spiritually dead. And second one was infant, child, young adult, and parent. So these are the five different stages of discipleship. We talked about it. Last week, we talked about the length of the discipleship. So following Jesus is a lifelong affair. It is too long. God expects us to follow him until our death. We cannot just leave Jesus on the way and just run away from him. Because what of God says, where even if you go high, even if you go low, my presence is there. You can never escape from God. You know, that's the reason once you have given your life to Jesus, even if you turn back to God, turn back from God, go away from God, you cannot go too far. God will again bring you back. Have you experienced that, any of you? You cannot go too far. God will immediately bring you back. We, talk, we talked about the length of the discipleship. And we gave a very good example from the scripture. Ruth following Naomi. And this is what she said. 
I will come with you wherever you go. I will go along with you. And wherever you stay, I will stay with you. And your people, my people. Your God, my God. And where you die, I die and get buried. And nothing else other than death can separate us. You know, that is the kind of a, you know, commitment that you and I have for our Lord God because we are called disciples of Lord Jesus Christ. And we also talked about the dimensions of discipleship. And we took a cuboid and, you know, we gave that as an example saying that length of discipleship is nothing but following Jesus Christ. And height of discipleship, that's what we are going to talk about today. Height of discipleship is experiencing Lord Jesus in our lives. And breadth of discipleship is serving Christ Jesus. All along our lives in many different ways. We are talking, going to talk about that in the coming days. And depth of relation, discipleship is walking with God like Enoch walked with God. But this morning we are going to talk about height of discipleship. Height is nothing but experiencing Christ on earth. You know, if you want to experience your, your Lord, your God, Lord God, you need to come out of all the things that we go through and we need to just climb up high experience Lord Jesus Christ that's what we are going to talk about so the question is how do we experience Christ on earth how do we experience Jesus on earth practically you know when Jesus was born when John writes the gospel of John gospel according to John he says in John chapter 1 verse 14 the word became flesh and we beheld his glory. That means we see his glory. When Jesus was born, Joseph and Mary, they were seeing Jesus. Can you imagine? You know, today we are so overwhelmed when we, you know, when we take a baby, newborn baby in our hands. And we just look at the baby, we kiss the baby. We, we consider that so precious. When Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph, they experienced Lord Jesus. They touched him. They felt him. They experienced Lord Jesus Christ. You remember when Jesus was brought into the temple of God? A old man by name Simeon. He took Jesus in his hands. And he said, in Luke 2.30, he said, My eyes have seen your salvation. He experienced Jesus in his hands. Philip at some point of time in his life asked Jesus, Lord, show us the Father. We have seen you. We want to see the Father. How Father will look like. We want to see the Father. And this is what Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 9. He said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. So people who lived at the time of Lord Jesus, they have seen Lord God. They have experienced Lord Jesus. That means they have seen the Father. And remember one disciple who was always leaning on the bosom of Lord Jesus, John. John says in 1323, now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. He would have touched Jesus. He would have felt Jesus. He would have been loved by Jesus. They all experienced Jesus. And, but this morning we are talking about how do we experience Jesus on the earth? How do we experience Lord Jesus Christ when we live on this earth? And this morning, you know, just in order to build this topic, we need to understand a couple of things. 
experiencing Jesus. We are talking about experiencing Lord Jesus in our lives. In a couple of things we are not, we need to understand this morning. Listen to me. It's very important. We are not following Jesus Christ, you know, based on some of the principles he said. Listen to me. We are not following Jesus Christ because we like Jesus' party. You know, today people follow, they like different parties, political parties. Just only one reason, because they like their principles. Because they like their policies. That's the reason they affiliate themselves with that party. But we are not following Jesus just because we like what he said. No, we are not following Jesus for that. Neither we are following Jesus Christ because we believe in some abstract, some conceptual celestial force. Sometimes, you know, people think that God is a celestial force. At times, he comes and he goes. Old Testament, maybe, people, you know, felt that way. But not in the New Testament. We don't follow Christ because we believe some celestial force coming and, you know, coming upon us and strengthening at times. No, we are not following Christ just for that. We are not following Christ for some feeling good experience. Listen to this very carefully. We are not following Christ just for some goosebump experiences right are you with me are you listening to me so we are not following christ just for when you close your eyes somebody says feathers are falling you're not experiencing you're not following christ because feathers are falling Sometimes, you know, somebody says, whenever I go to church, whenever I pray, I see angels. No, you are not seeing coming, you are not coming to church just to see angels. No. It's not worth. So we are not following Christ for some goosebump experiences. No. We are not following Christ just to have a good life on this earth. You know, there are some people, they follow Christ. Why? Because God wants to bless. I want to be blessed by God. I want to be blessed by God. No, we are not following because scripture says in 1 Corinthians 15, 19, if we can read that. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more, we are to be pitied than anyone in the world. We cannot put our hope in Christ only for a good life in this world. No. Then scripture says you are miserable. You are miserable. So we are not following Christ for all these reasons I said. Then how do we experience Christ? That's a question still. You know, it is a working relationship that we have with Christ. A couple of things I want to highlight today. We know our Christ. We know who our God is. Listen to this. We know who our Christ is. We know what he has done for us. We know Christ has suffered at the cross for us. We speak to him through prayer. We speak to him. We listen to him through his words. We experience him in our spirit with the help of the Holy Spirit. With the help of the Holy Spirit. And we know for sure one day we will see him face to face. We are talking about, you know, the relationship that we have with the Lord God. We know who Christ is. We know what he has done for us. And we know how to speak to him. We know how to listen to him. And we are enlightened in our spirit with the help of the Holy Spirit. And we know one day we are going to see him face to face. You know, this is a working relationship. On the other day, when we finished our Shanex uh, outreach, and I was coming out, one of the residents, he shook my hand and he said, keep doing, continue to do this, brother. It works. It works. That's what he told me. 
You know, working relationship. We have a working relationship with Christ Jesus. We are talking about how do we experience Christ. You know, these are the simple reasons we live for Christ. These are the simple reasons we follow Christ. Because he's certainly different from the rest of the God. Rest of the gods and goddesses. All the gods and goddesses, they can do a lot of magics. They can throw feathers, they can throw manna, they can throw whatever we want. But we are not following Christ because of this. We are following Christ because of the relationship that we have. The confidence we have in Christ. Anytime I call upon my father, he hears me. You know, that's the confidence we have in Christ. I want you to think about, think about the life of a disciple. You're talking about you and me. Life of a disciple. Life of somebody who follows Christ. Heaven focused. Heaven focused. Purpose driven. We want to know our purpose, reason for our existence. What is the purpose, Lord? Most of the time we pray, Lord, what is the purpose of my life? What is the purpose of me, Lord, my existence? Purpose driven. Time conscious. We know that time is running out. Time is running out. Now our age is just, just, just progressing. Nobody can stop that happening. Time is running out. Time conscious. God sent it. Anything we try to do, we want to do for God. Even if you do work and try to work in a, in a, in a higher position, you're longing for promotion, you say that, Lord, I want to do it for your glory. Everything that we do is God-centered, spirit-led. You're talking about life of a disciple, you and me. Spirit-led. We don't want to do anything which is not you know, led by the Holy Spirit. At times we want to take a decision, but you wait on the Lord. You wait on the Lord and you pray to Him. And if you're not really led by the Holy Spirit, you don't want to do it. And there are times when we end up in doing those things and you know, we got it. We got the pain of it. But we don't want to do anything spirit-led. Sin-sensitive. Sin-sensitive. You cannot go and stand in the place where our friends are. We are sensitive to that. We are very sensitive to that. You know, at times we lose power when you are in such places. You feel that you are powerless. You don't want to be there in that place for a long time. You come out of it because we are sensitive to sin. Highly stretched at times. We are talking about a true disciple who is following Jesus. You are weakened. It's for church. For the work of God. Rest of the days, you need to work. Highly stretched. So we are talking about a life of a disciple. It is true for everybody. Heaven focused, purpose driven, time conscious, God-centered, spirit-led, sin-sensitive and highly stretched. And when we are living in the midst of all this, God has called you because he wants to take you to higher experiences. That's where we can experience Christ. I want to give some of simple examples this morning. Think about a man who is walking in the desert along with his animal. He's walking in the desert for a long time. And during the you know, heart of the day, you know, he, he was very thirsty. And as he was you know, driving, driving in his animal, he became very thirsty. And you know, eventually he ended up in seeing a stream. And when he saw the stream, he ran and his animal ran just to drink in that water. A disciple who is following Lord God is stretched in many different ways. And at times, you know, he's going through pain of living in this world because he has to take care of the things of the world and things of God. And he finds at times that he's not fitting in the world anymore. But when 
the animal finds stream in the desert it goes and takes the water I want to give another illustration in some of our villages we may know about it in the earlier days they used to you know carry heavy load and go from one village to other village so when they carry the heavy load on their head or on their back and they go from one village to another village they feel like you know laying that load at some point somewhere so there are stones made something as you see here it's called load relieving stones to rest burden at the side of the road they keep the load on the stone for some time and take rest little bit they breathe and then carry the load again and they walk further so there are stones these kind of stones you know kept everywhere on the side of the road in the olden days they are called load relieving stones they relieve help they really help for them those who are carrying heavy load so here we are talking about how do we experience christ you know when we rush through all those things that are happening in our lives it was happening to the disciples you know disciples were finding it difficult to run behind jesus he was just going from one city to other city one village to another another village one miracle to another miracle non stop he was just walking here and there going everywhere and finally you know what in matthew chapter 17 if you can turn with me at some point of time they became tired too tired and scripture says i am reading from matthew chapter 17 verse 1 now after 6 days jesus took peter james and john his brother led them up on a high mountain by themselves and he was transfigured before them his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light and behold moses and elijah appeared to them talking with him with jesus then peter three were taken there peter james and john peter answered and said to jesus lord it is good for us to be here if you wish let's make here three tabernacles one for you one for moses and one for elijah while he was still speaking behold a bright cloud overshadowed them and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased hear him verse 6 and when the disciples heard it they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid but jesus came and touched them and said arise and do not be afraid when they had lifted up their eyes they saw no one but jesus only now as they came down from the mountain Jesus commanded them saying tell the visions to no one until the son of man is risen from the dead. You know here we see in the midst of all the troubles that children were going disciples were going through you know they were asked to come up to the mountain. We are talking about experiencing Lord Jesus. And this morning my question is what made Peter to say that? Peter said Lord if you wish we'll make three tabernacles there. You know good idea great idea. We'll put put three tents and i can sit in one and moses can be in one elijah can be in one and we can just be, be here why what made peter to say that i just want to you know turn your attention to the previous chapter what they were going through in their lives and this morning some of you may be going through it it may be profitable this morning in your life you may be going through the same thing what jesus disciples were going through matthew 16 21 to 23 the previous chapter from that time jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day 
Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Just before this, Jesus revealed the death that he is about to encounter. That was a great shock for the disciples. Disciples' hearts were heavily burdened. When Jesus predicted his death. You know, when Jesus predicted his death, their hearts were heavily burdened. And if you continue reading there, we'll read from verses 24 to 26, maybe 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Just understand the settings there. Jesus predicted his death. And now he says, if anyone want to follow me, just follow me. Take up your cross and follow me daily. And now, chapter 17 says, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, to the mountaintop. So the first, the mountaintop, so first what they were going through, they were going through heavy burden, number one. They were going through a great responsibility. They were given a great responsibility of following Christ, number two. Number three, when they were taken to the mountaintop, there is a great comfort in the presence of the Lord, number three. Number four, they were experiencing heaven on earth. Just want to you know, spend a few minutes on each one of this. First of all, when Jesus declared his death, there was a heavy burden in their hearts. A heavy burden came in their hearts. So when Jesus predicted about his death, a heavy burden rested upon us, their hearts. They did not want that to happen to Jesus. Because they left their profession. Then now who is the leader? Where is the leader will be? You know, at times we are burdened. As a follower of Jesus Christ, as a disciple of the Lord, we are burdened for some of the trouble that we go through in our lives. Some of the health issues that we deal with, we are burdened at times. Lord, we don't know where this is going to end up. At times the burden is so heavy in our lives. We are still disciples. But the burden is so heavy in our lives. We can't tell this to anybody. We can't share with this with anyone else. Because at times we are worried if you share this with somebody, probably it may affect somebody's faith. What do I do, Lord? What do I do? Heavy burden. That's the reason Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Come to me, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. As a disciple of Lord Jesus, you are heaven focused. Your mind is focused on God. In every situation, you want to lift up God. You want to serve God. You want to keep away from sin. You want to do so many things for God because the time, you know, the time is very short. When you run this in this course of life, you come across a situation that is so bothering, that is so burdensome in your life. Disciples' life, it was the same. And secondly, there was a great responsibility put on their shoulder. What was that? Carry the cross. And follow me daily. Carry the cross and follow me daily. 
A great responsibility of following Lord Jesus Christ. That is same with you and me today. Any disciple has the great responsibility of following Lord Jesus. We all have a responsibility of preserving our souls because we are accountable for our souls. And more than that, Jesus is saying, you need to carry your cross. You need to deny yourself. You need to crucify yourself and follow me. It's hard teachings. But we have decided to follow somewhere along the line. And we have a great responsibility on our shoulder. At times the responsibility is so demanding. At the times the responsibility is so stressful in our lives. And we don't know, Lord, how do we handle? How do we take this great responsibility? You know, some of you are given the responsibility of praying for your family because your family is not saved yet. It's a great responsibility. Some of you are, are praying for your friends because they are not saved yet. A very great responsibility on your shoulder. Some of you are responsible, given responsibility with raising up your children. Because it is very important that your children need to be raised in a godly way. Otherwise, everything will be a waste. Just a waste of time. So much stressed. Painful things happening in our lives. Disciples were in the same situation. But they were taken to the mountaintop. We are talking about the height of discipleship. Experiencing Lord Jesus Christ. And when Jesus transfigured, Scripture says His glory filled that place. You know, the presence of God, we are asking the question, why Peter said that we put a tabernacle, three tabernacles here? We are trying to answer that. The presence was so great, Peter felt the warmth and the comfort in the presence of Jesus. And you know, disciples were called to climb up to the mountain to experience Jesus. In the midst of all that we do, at times God calls you and me, maybe for a fasting for three days. Maybe just, you know, praying at the feet of God. Kneeling down and asking Him. Height of discipleship is a spiritual experience of seeking the glory of God. Height of discipleship is a, is a spiritual experience of seeking the glory of God. The disciples, when they were taken to the mountaintop, they felt the glory, the presence of the living God. And they just want to be there in that comfort. You know, that's the experience Jesus gives to you and me. And Peter heard them talk. When you are in such a situation, you hear God speaking to you. You hear God speaking to you. And you know, that was the place where Peter wanted to be. And this morning we are talking about the height of discipleship, experiencing Lord Jesus, the warmth of His embrace, the comfort that we experience in His presence that comes when we wait upon the Lord. You know, in the midst of all the commitment that we have, we need to serve God. But when we take time aside and sit at the feet of God, we feel the Lord God dealing with us. Finally, Peter experienced heaven on earth. That's the reason he did not want to get away from that place. What was given to Peter was a glimpse of heaven. For a moment, he experienced heaven on this earth. He just forgot that he's on this earth. He's on the mountaintop. You know, when we follow Jesus, we can experience the joy of heaven in the midst of our troubles. I don't know how many of you experienced that in your life. Experiencing Christ on this earth before heaven 
is experiencing the joy of heaven in the midst of our troubles. You know, often I hear Debbie saying that, you know, I feel really joyful when I come for the practice and when I come here for Sunday morning. In the midst of all the troubles that I go through, I feel the joy of the Lord in the morning, Sunday morning when I get up. It is so true. Our life is troubled in many different ways. May not be the same trouble for everybody. Different troubles. But we experience heaven on earth when we walk with the Lord. Disciples are called to that mountaintop at times to experience Jesus. Wherever risen Savior is, that's where heaven is. That's where heaven is. You know, Jesus rose from the dead. And today when you kneel down, when you close your doors, and when you kneel down in prayer, when you invite Jesus, we experience Christ. And wherever risen Savior is, that's where heaven is. And heaven is a glorious place. We all want to go there. We all want to go there. Just want to close with, you know, just reading a little bit about heaven. Let's, let's turn to Revelation chapter 21. Let's listen to this, what kind of place it is. Sometimes we say that, you know, Lord, why don't you take me now? But God says, no, no, no. You have more things to do for me. But one day we will be there. Revelation 21. Now as I saw, John is writing here. As I saw a new heaven and new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, had passed away. Also there was no more sea. No sea in heaven. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. That's where we are. We are in that group as a bride prepared for our husband, Lord Jesus Christ. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them, and be their God. Verse 4, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's what is heaven. That's what is heaven. People who are living lonely, at times they cry, but there is nobody even, give, you know, nobody's there right, right to hand over a towel or a tissue to them to wipe their tears. Nobody there, just all alone. But Jesus says, when you come to heaven, I will wipe away your tears. There shall be no more death. Today we mourn over death, but there is no more death in heaven. Nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. We all suffer through pain in this world. But there is no more pain for the former things have passed away. You know, that's a glimpse of heaven. And Peter and John and James, they were experiencing heaven for a moment. And that's the reason Peter said, I don't want to go from this place. I want to stay in this place. We are talking about as disciples of Christ. Experiencing heaven on this earth. It's a spiritual experience and God wants us to come into that space. In that realm of knowing Christ personally. Just to summarize. When Jesus was born, he was experienced by the people around him. And also we talked about saying that we are not following God based on certain principles or some feeling good experiences or for the earthly blessings. No, we are not following Christ for that. We are following Christ because we know the relationship that we have with God. It's a working relationship. And as a disciple of Christ... At times we become tired in our walk on this earth. But whenever we become tired, God is calling us to the mountaintop. 
That's where we can see the glory of God. That's where we can talk to Him. That's where we can, you know, you can you know, converse with Him. That's where we will see the glory of God. That's where we see heaven becoming so real in our lives. And that happens when we kneel down. And when we invite his presence into our hearts, when the risen Savior comes and stands in front of us as we kneel down and pray to him, that's where heaven is. And this morning, I believe God is calling us into that mountaintop experience. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.